right? Hello, everyone. You know that sound by now. You know that this is the Advocates Advocates podcast coming at you live from Great Club Brewing Company in Louisville, Kentucky, the heart of the Highlands. I am Spence Craft, your host as always, and uh, we are very excited about this show tonight. Uh, there is no house cleaning, but I do hope that everybody had a safe, fun Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're going to uh, get right to the introduction. To my left, of course, I've got Kenyatta, the partner in crime. She'll not be done without him. Kenyatta, how's it going? How's your Thanksgiving, man? It was great as always. Got to see the family. Got to have some uh, different libations of beer and wine. But um, it was good overall. And glad to be back and uh, glad to be hosting the show once again. Any bourbon in those libations? Surprisingly, no. But oh, we really? have Christmas coming up. So... Uh, <laughs> There will be plenty, because that will be here in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> so we actually have two guests tonight. They are both average imbibers. We've got a fraternity brother of mine. Uh, I've known him going on five, six years now. Uh, Jean-Luc. We call him JL. And help me with your last name, JL. Uh, Veyon. You can just say Veyon. I usually, I usually stop at my first name because nobody can get the last yeah. name. So. It's, it's French AF and I, I do not speak French. Hey, so. neither do I. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Thanks for man. being here. Happy to be here. Good, good. So we are very open about our biases here. Go ahead and tell the listeners kind of what you uh, what you tend to lean towards when you're sure. drinking beverages. And it doesn't have to be beer. Sure. What you look for, what you don't like, and maybe throw out one of your favorite things that you're sipping on sure so uh, I really like coffee so anything that has the flavor of coffee uh, heavy dark porters um, Great Blood right now has a coffee maple porter that I really like um, I like getting punched in the face with that maple and coffee flavor which is good um, but in the summertime after a bike ride I like sours saisons pretty much I'll, I'll try pretty much anything once so um, yeah I'm not very I'm not too picky very cool. So it sounds like you're what we call a seasonal drinker. Yeah, there you it go. It kind of changes yeah. the weather. Yeah, exactly. We do have four seasons around here. Yeah. Even though the uh, fall and spring usually last about two weeks, right? Yep. <laughs> All right. And then we've got the beautiful Leah Sharp sitting across from me. She's rolling her eyes already. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm used to it by now, you know. But um, no, Leah, welcome to the show. Uh, how about you go ahead and tell us um, what what you tend to like when you're drinking. It doesn't have to be a beer. Uh, go ahead and uh, let's hear it. All right. Well, I actually like wine. I don't usually drink beer. If I do drink beer, um, I definitely hate, 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 hate anything that's bitter. Any IPAs, anything that resembles an IPA, I am super, super sensitive to it. But other than that, I'll drink pretty much anything. Well, you've got a uh, good show to be on tonight because we I do not expect much bitterness coming out of these. Uh, folks, tonight's uh, theme is Lambics. So a Lambic is a very particular Belgian-style beer. It is brewed only within Brussels, but also uh, just west-southwest of Brussels in the area of land. Really, a Lambic is just a very specific style. Uh, like many of the Belgians that we've had before, within this little stretch that we've had, 
it uses wild fermentation or wild yeast strains for the fermentation. What that does is it's going to actually provide a unique flavor. Uh, some people call it um, a brett, which basically means think, think farmhouse. If you were to, you know, like lick a horse that was after the Seriously, like that's what you look Brett after is. What? After it's bathed, after it's washed, like a wet horse or wet dog smell. Oh, I, said, I said I'd try anything. I don't know that I'd try it. So. <laughs> well, you're trying something nice. So. But no, I, I was uh, doing some brushing up on uh, Belgians and Sklambic specifically based on how it's done. The brewing process is actually very, very cool. Basically, an unfermented beer is called a wort. And then this wort is cooled in what is called a cool ship, which is just a fancy word for a really big, thin pan, usually made of copper or stainless steel, to cool the wort overnight. And as it's cooling overnight, specific temperatures, which is either negative 8 to 8 degrees Celsius, which is about 16 to 42 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, is going to allow over 120 microorganisms infiltrate the beer and actually do a wild fermentation. In fact, there has been over 80 microorganisms um, identified within uh, a lambic beer alone just from this wild uh, fermentation. I think it's really cool. Also within this, not only is the brewing process much different, but there is a plethora of different uh, styles of lambics. Tonight, we are going to focus on the Creek, which is K-R-I-E-K, which is basically a lambic beer introduced with cherries. So hopefully everyone here likes cherries. JL, everyone likes cherries. Well, I thought of doing different flavors, but I didn't want people, you know, to favor a beer because they like peach better uh, or raspberry. And a raspberry fruit lambic is known as a framboise. So, hey, that's French, French for raspberry. Yeah, you can speak French. I can <laughs> say that right to you. I think. <laughs> well, Leah, you're the French speaker. It's, it's French for raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Bramblotted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good enough. <laughs> so as I mentioned earlier, we are only going to focus on the Creek beers. I do have some show notes if you guys wanted to get online and check out the other styles. Kenyatta, I'm going to throw it your way. What are you expecting from just not only a Lambic, but knowing that these Lambics have been introduced and had a second or a re-fermentation with chairs? So it's kind of interesting that you bring that up because, as you know, I am not a huge fan of sours, but some of my first beers, you know, early on, like 16, was uh, was Lambics, actually, especially around Christmas time. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I think of seasons and Christmas and the holidays, Lambics kind of flow in there. So I'm expecting uh, beers to be somewhat tart, but not as tart as a traditional sour, or the way we think of sours here in the United States. Um, very low in alcohol, um, you know, very fruity, and um, with finishes that I'll call medium. Not long lingering finishes, but 
not short crisp either. And Leah JL, I'm going to throw a question your way. Have you all ever heard of a Lambic? Are you familiar with what you're about ready to drink? And are you coming in with any expectations? Uh, I have heard of a Lambic. <laughs> um, I don't know that I've had one. I probably have at some point, but I don't remember it. Um, but I, I took a, a sniff of each one before, and I am some expecting something kind of like a mead. The way it smells is going to be fruity like a mead, but it's probably not going to be as, like, I guess, juicy, like fruit juicy like a mead is. So I'm really excited to try all of these. All right. Well, you're trying three tonight. Leah, any expectations before we get tasting? Well, I've never heard of that, but... They kind of look like wine. So I'm excited. So she's excited. <laughs> they smell really good. <laughs> well, Kenyatta, do you want to show these average imbibers how we do it here on the Advocates Advocates? Yeah, so basically we go through the process of we, do, we take the glass and we'll do what's called basically a visual inspection of it. In the visual inspection, we're looking at the color of it, we're looking at if it's opaque or not opaque. Uh, you'll look at the potential head that may be on it. So, looking at this, I see it's pretty reddish. Um, I don't think it's necessarily cloudy, but it is not see-through, so it's not opaque. So, you know, I don't see much cloudiness in it, and a little bit of head on this first one. So the next thing we do is we go to the smell. You smell with your mouth open? Smell with your mouth open, exactly. Right. Someone's been listening. Got it. Yes. Yes. It smells like Jolly Rancher. Uh, that's a good call. That's a very good call. Super sweet. Yeah. Or like a cherry pie. Like an artificial sweet. Really sweet. Yes, yeah. that cherry is popping out. Yeah. Um, getting punched I, in the face with cherry. You're getting punched <laughs> in the face yeah. with cherry. I can't discern anything else but cherry in this. It's very delicate, it's light, it's perfumey, yeah. it's floral, it's punched in the face with cherry, but you know, like, I mean, we've smelled some IPAs, New England, yeah. West Coast, yeah. even some pale ales that are literally knock you back. Yeah. Also, even a few beers with uh, alcohol, where it's very predominant and it almost like makes you turn away because right. that's all you get, kind of sends you the nose hair. Yeah. This, this is, is not that. I would agree. This is very alluring and... Yeah, it's... I'm waiting for you to tell us I'm, to drink it, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I get a lot of that Jolly Ranger now yeah. that I smell it more. I mean, I'm thinking more of the uh, of a jelly bean type yeah. of deal. Yeah. But I told, if I get the smell of it and look of it, I'm expecting this should be a very heavy cherry taste. Yeah. yeah. So now, what we all want to do is do a taste now. I like to do a taste with my mouth slightly open so I try to get air into it. So, you know, with that first sip. And so from my perspective, definitely take that cherry. A little more tartness than I was expecting. Yeah. Not as sour in my mind, but it makes your mouth pucker. It gets on the back of your tongue and it puckers up. It it almost tastes to me like a like a cherry airhead. Because cherry yes. airheads are not that tart, but like 
it make you pucky, like you said, pucky your mouth. Like, you yeah. want to stick your tongue against the top of it and, like, yeah. get all that last little bit of cherry. So it's not a warhead. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just like No, the, it's not going to make your face cringe, but it's very, yeah, it's pleasant. Yeah, it's pleasant, and I don't taste much acidity in it. Uh, I, I don't either, but I'm picking up some astringency, so I don't know if you guys rub your tongue on the roof of yeah. your mouth. I have, and I wasn't picking up a lot of, in my mind. I'm getting a little bit. Um, one thing I will say about this beer is I could see it almost tastes medicine-y. Yeah. I like, like it. Robitussin. It, it makes me think of sparkling grape juice, like cider, that sparkling uh, cider. That. Yeah. I lean more towards the grape yeah. cider yeah. or the cider yeah. side than the medicine That's, side. Yeah, it's not too sweet. Like, no. like it's, it definitely tastes fake sweet, though, like the artificial. Right. But it's good. I am, good. I am now picking up a little bit more of the astringency you're talking about. But it took me about the third or fourth squig to really start totally. What, it, what does that mean, that astringency? Good so, call. Astringency, thank you, JL, um, is basically the mouth drying sensation that you might get. A lot of people confuse that, especially with wine, with dry. Like, yeah. oh, I don't like dry wines. Totally different. You're, you don't like astringent wines. Because okay. when speaking in beverage, the dryness has to do with residual sugar or that literal sweetness that is left over. Okay. For champagne, there's the um, spermente, which is like very, very sweet because yes. there's extra sugar added, literally. And then there's the dry and extra wine, fruit, extra fruit, which is going to have less sugar. Okay. So, so, you did bring up an interesting question. So, if I was comparing this to a wine, Definitely not at the Moscato level. But, well, so the first thing, if, you know, for, for our wine drinkers, and Leah, feel free to chime in here. Um, I would almost say like a uh, uh, rose pinot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can go there. Now, the carbonation is going to add a dimension to the beer that a wine will not have or should not have. Unless if you're drinking sparkling wine, right? Um, but maybe like. Um, but I feel like that rosés. A lot of rosés are sparkling, so that that's yeah. actually a really good comparison. So Schaumburg actually does a uh, you know a sparkling Pinot Noir. Um, and wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I know what you're what? gonna try. <laughs> I believe they do. Okay. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. But what I'm saying is, yeah, um, there are. I mean, the way a rosé is made is that maceration or the age on the skins is minutes instead of days, and so that's why it's pink. So really, a rosé could be made from any varietal. But I do digress. <laughs> so, what what do we think about the finish on this one? Typically, with the lambic, I would think that it would be very short, kind of uh, nothing really lingers. But this not one lingers, lingers a bit on the nope. back of your tongue. Yep, that's what I was going to say. I don't think yeah. it's crisp. Not much. Definitely not crisp. I think it lingers. What are you thinking? I get it. I get it in the back of my tongue for a little bit. It stays in the back of my tongue a little bit. No. Not as much as a lot of beers we've had, obviously. Sure, sure. Not as much as some of our heavier tanning wines, but it stays there a little bit longer than I would expect. But overall, it's good. I actually like this. And you know, you know me. 
This is uh, not my everyday style, let's put it that way. Sure. And uh, how did our average survivors, um, you know, conclude on this, this I beer? really like it. I, it kind of reminds me of a cider. Oh, a hard yeah. cider. I feel like that would be a good comparison to someone that's never heard of it before. Yeah. Okay. You made a great, yeah, you made a good comparison earlier. Uh, I, I taste a lot of like Welch's sparkling grape juice or if there was a cherry juice, like that is, that's pretty on point. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, like the low alcohol, like you don't get a lot of the alcohol flavor. I mean, that was good. I really like that a lot. Yeah, so I'm going to say something. Sure. So, well, you may not taste the alcohol. It does not necessarily. No, it does. Yeah, right, right. Alcohol. Yeah. Mm, with, especially with all the sugar. With all the sugar right, in it. Right. right. So, You'll be hung over sweet. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see at the end of this on the reveal where these alcohol levels lay because there's a lot of sugar in these. Yeah. And that kind of concerns me from an alcohol perspective. Yeah. That it would be more? Yes. That it would be increased. Yeah. Because as a ferment, you know, the, al- the sugar's got to go somewhere. Right. right. So it's usually alcohol. And a creek lambic is actually going to go after, go through a bottle fermentation, meaning that it's going to actually pick up and increase in alcohol, turning sugar into alcohol uh, in the bottle itself. Now, a creek lambic is aged an extra year in bottle to kind of help let it mellow and make sure like it doesn't get on a warm truck and things explode. Um, but yes, Kenyatta does make a good point with all of these. Uh, Joey Alu Leo, who wants to start with the second one? Go for it. Ladies first. Alright. So what are we seeing? This one's not as dark red. It's definitely still dark though. There's more of those, what's this, the head? Yep. Bubbles. They're thicker for me at least. But I wouldn't say cloudy or anything though, but it's definitely dark red still. It looks like a, like a true cherry color to me. You know, right? So ahead, smell it. <laughs> yeah, it does not smell as good. Bad, bad radio can yacht space was pretty funny every single whiff of that. Smells like sour. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. You, uh, I don't know. Now, here in Louisville, we got a uh, little place called Churchill Downs, and it's where the horses run, right? And uh, I've been back in the stables before, and I'm actually picking up some of that stable stuff. No! Uh, no! Earthiness. Have Stick you licked up. a horse after it's been bathed? <laughs> <laughs> not purposely. <laughs> it does not smell. It smells like a sour. Yeah, that, and that scares me. You know what, though? I, I am. It is a little dank. Dank. That's a good word. Not dank. a stable, but dank. Okay. <laughs> Can we try it? Oh yeah, go ahead. It's all you. Get ready for it. Lord, no. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my god. I have so many thoughts. Um, okay, so it's not nearly as sweet. It's really tart. It's really tart. I don't know. 
I don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah you remember that last one that that was that airhead? That's a warhead. Yes. <laughs> that's, that it's, is, that's that gross sour taste. It doesn't really a, taste like anything. This is a black cherry warhead. Yes. And it's like right when you put it in your yes, mouth. Yes, that is exactly it. Is this an Americanized uh, lambic? Because this tastes like a sour. This tastes like an American this sour. This is what I would consider a sour. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I like it. I know that you all maybe heard. This it's is so totally different from the first one, though. I think it has a lot of a sugar fee in it. Yes. Yep. Um, resounding yes. Resounding yes. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to fight through this, and yeah. like my mouth is watering at this yeah. point. Like, I need an IPA to wash this down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, wow. I need another lambic to wash right. it down. Oh, I. Uh, I don't know. I get it. I get it on the on the side of my tongue, but I don't get the cherry flavor until like way later, or like uh, I don't know. I don't get like the sweetness until way later. I'm just trying everything to try to get different flavors at this point. Because to your point, the tartness is overpowering. Where I know it's a cherry. Yeah. But I don't get it until late. No, it's almost a crab apple. Ooh, yeah. Have you ever had a crab apple? Yes. I'm allergic to apples. So, no. (laughs) So, I've had crab apples. This is a crab apple. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, okay. So, so to conclude, very sour. That's about it. (laughs) It It's a sour, very stringent. While I would not drink it, I will say this much. But this is in the realm of traditional lambics and how freaks are made. Then they hit the mark. Wow, it's not my style. As you, as we can all tell on this uh, podcast, <laughs> not my area of expertise. We are open about our biases here, can you? Yeah, we, we agreed to that before. <laughs> yeah, this is not my expertise, but I would say this much: if someone is a fan of sours, they're gonna like this beer. Yeah, because it does hit the mark. Yeah. See, so here, here's my combating point to this. The sour typically is not this astringent. I am Fair picking enough. up a, a much, you, you use dank. Yeah. I use, it, it's hard for me to describe what uh, Brettacacus is, and that's a, a yeast strand. Keep it simple though, and it provides kind of like that barnyard stable earthiness flavor. Earthy. Um, you know, a lot of times, like I might say, it's when you're playing soccer or football yeah. and you get tripped and like you accidentally like get a mouthful of grass or dirt. I found that in some beers and this isn't it. This is a funkier barnyard, like something I've only found on the farm. So as far as the top that's used, bread is pretty much used in most beers, right? So bread is not a hop. Bread, bread is a bacteria. Yeast okay. drink. Thank you. And actually, bread is um, used in winemaking. There's a debate in the wine world that says uh, bread is good or bread is not good. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm picking up bread in this one for sure, and I'm saying it's good. I'm outnumbered three to one, though. He likes it. 
I like it. You like it? Yeah. I mean, I, like I, it. I, I it, it was so Henry, it's a diff, it is yeah. a very different distinct. And the reason yeah. I bring that up is another bias of mine is anything that is Brett confused. I have tendencies to try to figure out what the hell is that thing. So another bias could be showing here, along with the fact that I'm not a fan of sour type items. But like I said, if you're a sour person, I think you may like this, minus the astringency. And that's not a personal attack to anybody who likes this. If you're a sour person, as in if you enjoy drinking sour. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> not sour in my personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here all week. <laughs> all right. Conclusion on this one. It's not not for everyone. Not for it everyone. It kind of threw everyone for a loop. Uh, you get more black cherry than red cherry. It's yeah. much more sour than the first one. More stringent, stronger finish. Yep. Do you know, like how there's are they usually more sour like that? This style depends on the brewer. So it's totally different. Yep. That is, and, that's, and that's interesting because every lambic that I tasted, that rated, I wasn't getting into the different styles specific. But every lambic historically I've tasted has been a fairly sweeter type of lambic, more along the lines of number one. Oh, you American. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, JL, Kenyatta, and Leah both have shown you how it's done. Bring it on home. All right. So on this one, I it's, it's dark like the last one that we just had. Um, there's little to no head at all. Um can't really see through it very much. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got in the initial observation. So one thing I want to pull so out... is a reddish or a pinkish type of... Before I want to point out is, are you all familiar with a meniscus? I know it's in the knee. That's <laughs> our science major in college. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Of. I was like, isn't that a body part? All right, Kenyatta, do you want to take this? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the knee of your beard. You might need to help me out. <laughs> but the meniscus is basically the very top layer, so to speak, of a liquid. Yes. So, like a, like a if, science term? Yep, yep, exactly. In a lab. And so, if you bring it up to eye level and you look right on the rim, it's like. Clear almost. It, clear it looks clear. I even see brown. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I would say more pinkish. Yeah. Pink salmon. Yep. Um, but that is something that I've not seen in anything I have drank beer wise. Well, it's because there's which no head cool. on it either, which is weird. It is, it, it is looking different than a lot of the other stuff. Wow. Uh, you do get a bit on the second one. I'm going back to it. You do get a bit on the second one. But, and I, I'm not going to speak from beer. But compared to the third one, this is a lot. Wow. Yeah. Good call. Very complex color, right? So, in wine, specifically red wine, this is a sign of age. Now, being a Lambic, I, I'll tell everyone, honestly, God, I do not know if that is true with beer, with, with what we're drinking now. But 
Typically, a red wine or a red beverage as it ages turns orange brick color or that kind of faded red. Whereas a, a white wine as it ages is going to get deeper, darker gold. Just a little side note there. But, JL, sorry for cutting in. Go ahead, bro. Oh, oh, oh taste it or smell? No, it smells. Smell. Oh, smell. It's, um, this one tastes more medicine, or not taste. It uh, it smells more, more like medicine to me. When you say that, what what do you mean? Um, like if I was gonna open up a bottle of Robitussin, uh, ro- not not Robitussin. I was, I was thinking um, Dayquil or Nyquil, like a cherry Dayquil or Nyquil. That's kind of what I, I get a lot of cherry. It smells very much different from the last one that we had. More similar to the first one, I think, than the second one. or a medium between the first yeah, and second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you're, if you're, see, you're picking that up. I'm picking up out of that. Not necessarily that smell. I'm picking up tones of alcohol more so. Yeah, yes. I do. Than yeah. the other ones. Which, yeah. I was going to ask, since, you know, I, I got if we got the wine expert across from me. If you drink that, look at the legs. And yes, I know earlier I said don't look at the legs, but look at the legs. It's hard in these little taste of legs. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. You probably have to drink it down a little bit. But. So one thing that I'm seeing is, JL, do you see these um, almost crystallized? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Leah, do you see them? On the top? No, no, on nope, the side of my glass here. Almost looks like uh, yeah. yep. carbonation bubbles. Yep. I'm wondering if that is in crystallized sugars. Good call. So you think they added additional sugars to this? For, uh, for a creep, yes. Yes. Because it undergoes that uh, so bottle fermentation. Yeah. Well, and it almost looks like even if without without twirling glass, it almost seems like you can see some, like, for lack of a better term, I guess, sediment or something. Like, you've right. got oh, good particulates yeah. in there. Yeah. Good catch. Oh, yeah. Look, if you can look at the bottom right here. You got a lot of particulates. We may right have to do a part two Olympics yeah. this going. If you hold it up to the oh, light, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's big. Look at that little floater yeah. spot. Yeah. Floater. <laughs> All right, Actually, taste now. All right, average vibrator coming through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Definitely game up. Okay, taste. All right, here we go. Whoa, it's very flat. Not much carbonation in that. That tastes more whiny to me. Yes. And Leah, can you? Can, I'm not yeah. a big wine person. Oh yeah. But it's the carbonation. There's like hardly not, any. Yeah. There's. As soon as I tasted that, I started going to my wine side of yeah. things. Which I'm like, yeah. Okay. Let's it's start breaking this down. Where's the tannins at? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, so I'm going to take this time to explain. So, Alambic is typically a blend of two different beers to obtain the, the flavor that the brewer wants. Uh, but a true unblended Lambic is going to have zero carbonation. So, now th- this is a Creek Lambic, so there is expected to be carbonation, but just a plain basic Lambic. Little to no carbonation. Wow. Weird. So I feel like that's not a beer. Hibiscus is really holy. It's wow. It's like sweet but still sour too though. Like <laughs> it's definitely a mixture of the first two, I feel like. I don't think of the three, this is probably the most balanced. Oh, um, yeah, what? I'm sorry, balance. Oh, balance. I mean, so not over. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not overpowering. Is overpowering. Like the first one, definitely 
more of something that I can actually partake in. Yeah. But definitely very carry heavy. The second one, Dear God. <laughs> you haven't even finished it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'll drink for it. <laughs> and then the third one, I'm like, eh, not my style, but I can see where they're going with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it does drink a little bit more like wine. Yeah. I'm doing all sip right. it. No, I'm not. I'm not much on the wine, but it, to me, it almost seems lighter than a wine. It is. Is that is like, that an accurate body? Yep. 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 Observation. And granted, I will not a bias. I only drink big reds, so sure. anything on the lighter side, I yeah, I'm gonna work for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. So uh, what about that insurgency that we talked about earlier? What's oh, with there. the first other two? Yeah, I get a little bit. I think I got more in that second beer than I did this one. Uh-huh. Um, but I am getting a little bit. A little bit more than the first? Yeah, Less than the so. second, more than the first? Less than the or, second, more than the first, yeah. Yeah, so again, that balance. I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what are you picking up? So uh, I'm going to stick on my Brent train, and uh, I'm not picking up as much of it on this one. Not as much as the second, or? Not as much as the second. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it still smells dank to me. It, it does smell it, but it doesn't taste it, whereas the second one smelled it and tasted it. It's middle of the road. Seriously. Yeah. So we always talk about, okay, there's one thing about beer being brewed, and then also, what is that particular brewer trying to do to the masses? So this seems like a lambic that may be trying to appeal more to general masses because it kind of fits in the middle. Like we said, like this, the first beer I think is appealing to a segment that may not be necessarily true lambic. Sure. The second one, maybe a true way. I have no idea what that was. To, uh, I'm going to play advocate here. Yep. Hence the name of the podcast. I think it's advocate. Yep. I'm going to say, and I bought these, so I know, these are all important. Okay. And we spoke on the intro to Belgian, or Belgians, that Belgian brewers really don't care. They'll piss in a cup and, you know, they'll call it their own beer. So I do not think that any of these brewers here are going to try to appeal to masses. I think it's going to be more of their own take on it and their own style. Not necessarily, you know, how much can I sell because I mean, these, these were all imported. Americans, I guarantee we're a small slice of their pie. I would agree with that. So, so fair enough. So this is the uh, part of the show where I get to find out what you all think of the beers based on your personal preferences, JL and Leah. So, Leah, you did the first review. We'll let you rank these, your personal palette. One, two, and three. If I had a choice, I feel like the only one I would actually choose to drink would be the first one. Because the second is just too sour. And this third one, yeah, it's a middle ground, but there's almost like the initial taste on my tongue is like, hits me really wrong. And it leaves a good aftertaste. Like the aftertaste tastes like cherry. But at first it's like that really strong sour and it just doesn't sit right. So I would say one is first for sure, and then three, and then two. All right, JL. Uh, I think 
My order, probably the order that we drank them. Number one is that first one. I really, I, I like the second one. Um, that's not one that I would drink um, typically in the winter time, but some days, you know, you're just craving a sour. And I was telling Kenyatta earlier, it's like, if I'm going to drink a sour, I want to get punched in the face with sure. that tartness. And we, I, we got punched in the face with that tartness. <laughs> um, it's exactly what I asked for in, in kind of a sour beer. So uh, I, I did like that one. Um, and that third one didn't really do it for me. I could drink probably like a five ounce glass of it and, and be kind of tired of it. But um, but I really liked that first one a lot. All right. Kenyatta. We got one, three, two, one, two, three. So, based on your personal palate. Okay, personal So, I'm going to say probably one, three, two. However, I'm flipping between three and one for the spots. And here's the, here's the thing. Three seems to be very middle of the road. And it's like, on one side, I can see where, from my personal palate, that works for me. Because while one, I think it's the better tasting, I don't know how many I can have. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I'm going to have to brush my teeth. Yeah. (laughs) That's why they make toothbrushes, don't drink all of it. Yeah. So I'm going to swap it. I'm going to go three, one, two. Three, one, two. So, yeah. As much as, I, as much as this is boring, sometimes it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's a pretty boring. complex beer. And it's a very complex beer. When you look at it, you learn, you look. I would say this would be an interesting beer to try a year. So I bet this beer would age. Oh, absolutely. Lambics you can keep like seven to twenty years. Ooh, that is good yeah. to know. That's fun. That's yeah. very good to know. So we talked about what we talked. We touched on a little bit about beers that can age versus beers that drink right away, kind of like wines and everything else. I was as soon as I was looking, especially the meniscus and everything else. I'm like, I bet this beer will age a lot. And. Um, I wouldn't mind trying the same beer in a year. So, <laughs> so even though we drank all creeks, there is a division within that subdivision. <laughs> I, I was it. fooled. Well, no, I was gonna say they're all so was, different. Do you remember during the uh, the Belgian Browns? Right. We had the old brown or the old yeah brown. So there's creek, which is one year, or old creek, which is two to three years. That first one is just a creek. And anytime you see creek, K-R-I-E-K, you automatically need to assimilate cherries with it. It's uh, 750 milliliters. This bottle cost me 11.50. All right, so the second one, this is actually the uh, the same company that made the first one. Really? Oh. Yes. And I'm sorry, but that's uh, Linamins. Now this is an Old Creek, mm-hmm. and the specific name for this is the Cuvée Rene. This bottle, even though it's aged two years longer than that first bottle, it's only 50 cents more. Really? So that aging is going to really play, you know, that that part of pulling back that fruit and put more of that earthiness flavor. Well, 
as it aged, the fruitiness calmed, the fruitiness and sugars calmed down out of it. Now, I'm kind of wondering if you let that age a bit longer, if that sourness would calm down and start to balance out. That's a good question. I don't know. That's an interesting question because, uh, you know, I'm looking at these like wines. So, beer one is 4%. I wonder what beer two is. I bet beer two should be higher because the sugars would have turned into something. Yeah. All right. And beer number three, this is another Old Creek. Okay. But it's from Hansen's Artisanal, which is in Dwarf, Belgium. It's uh, 6% alcohol in this one. Yep. So beer one was Four. 4%. Beer two is 7%. Beer three right here is 6%. Six. Six. Six I'm sorry. Which kind of makes some sense yeah. to a certain extent. Middle ground thing. So Hansen's Artisanal, uh, Old Brick Lambic, Air Brew. Ale brewed with cherries and matured in oak barrels. So that may play into the uh, astringency effect as well. Yep. This bottle, 750 milliliters, $23. Whoa! Yeah. Is that the same brand? No. No. Wow. Alright, so we've essentially uh, double price. Yeah. Uh, was it worth it? And you said it no. was boring. <laughs> well, well, you know, they're proud of, they're proud of that beer. <laughs> they're proud of that beer. That's um. Well, it's also an import, so imports are automatically going to be higher too. But so are these other ones, and they're having right. Right. So, so does price always mean better? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? We need to do another lambic show. I think. Yeah. Well, lambics are just such a uh, non-unique, wild, right, interesting. I mean, seriously, we could do a podcast on lambics. Literal books have been written on lambics. Yep. Exactly. So, and think about it. Let's be. Literally, from an American standpoint, the only time that I actually consider Olympics is around Christmas time, around the holidays. Don't know why, it just seems to fit there, but, you know, we probably should revisit that at some point in time. All right, well, Leah, JL, thank you all so much for being here on the show. Sure. Well, y'all, thanks for uh, going on this journey with us. Oh, yeah. It was a wild one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we do have uh, the holidays coming up. Just wanted to uh, remind you all that we will help you with your relatives. Uh, kind of knock them out a little bit. Come in, do a tasting, either one beer or spirits, and some education with it. But also coming up on the shows is uh, we're going to be doing kind of rapid fire. That's right, it's the 12 Days of Booseness. Um, that name is just uh, because of lack of creativity between people and I. <laughs> Creative. But hopefully you all will join in. It's going to be a lot of information, a lot of fun cocktails. And more than just beer, education, right? More than just beer. It's going to be the spectrum, beer, wine, and spirits. And hopefully you all do gain a lot out of it going into your holidays. Thank you all so much for listening week after week. We truly appreciate it. And as always, what you love, you love what you drink, but always drink responsibly. Until next time, y'all, cheers. 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 Prost.